Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. So I have two very special guests in the studio with me today. I have Harry Deanslay and Paul McClune, who are the founders and creators of Rats, London's most chaotic comedy night. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Hey. Yeah, good, thank you. So um, can you guys tell me where where is Rats? Where, when is it? What is it? It's a Tuesday night club, every Tuesday, and goes in 12-week blocks to a grand finals. Then a month off, and he starts again for another 12-week block. Yeah, it's in uh, King's Cross in... Um let's just say a sort of secret venue well the venue is called central station but uh we don't really we're not really allowed to talk about um what what else goes on in the basement but i'll leave that to your listeners imagination um but on a tuesday night there is a chaotic comedy club called rats which is uh my uh, i'm a uh, comedy promoter for of many years and this is my revenge on the comedy industry <laughs> so we're punishing new comedians by making them do the worst night in london <laughs> and what made you think of this idea to kind of put this on uh what made me think of it well yeah like i said it's like um well originally it was um to make new comedians give up so there'd be more gigs for me but um i don't really perform as stand-up that much anymore so um now it's just a sadistic thing to do really <laughs> <laughs> you know? in a sadistic sex dungeon am i allowed to say that no so no. we'll bleep that out no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely not um it definitely does not take place in the place you just said <laughs> take place in Central Station, which is a hotel and bar in King's Cross. And what made you choose this location? <laughs> we just wrecked extensively around London and happened to find that on a Sunday well, afternoon. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Paul actually found the location as I often mentioned on stage. So um, if you come down and see what it is, I'll leave it to your imagination how he found it. But yeah. And and how are the the comedians? Have you had some some good good ones, bad ones? What, what's the night like at Rat? I'm the wrong person to ask because I hate them all. But Paul, maybe you could give a, a nicer opinion on it. Yeah, they're te- we're aiming to get the worst of the worst, but um, we've been getting some good ones, unfortunately. So it's been ruining the evenings too much. So there's been yeah too many funny people coming in and ruining the show. Well, it's interesting. Like uh, we've me and Paul have spoken about it a bit, but we. You know, there's 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 lots of good comedians, but when you say good, it's actually what it means is competent. You know, <laughs> there's lots of competent comedians who sort of know the form, know how to write a joke, but that's not what we want. A rats, you know, because that's for me. It's that's the that's the scourge of modern comedy is competence. You know, everyone's so competent, so slick. You know, and and we're looking for something a bit more raw and exciting. Mm. You know, and I was going to say edgy. But that is kind of edgy, but when we say edgy, we don't mean, like, anti-trans stuff, you know? We just mean, like, you know... It's an annoying set, the amount of comedy courses that have been going and people kind of learning how to get by, how to try and rule the room, how to sort of establish themselves on stage. And we're looking for people that are much more interested in that, that have come through on their own instincts 
and, and we joke about him being the worst people in the world, but it's not that. We would rather people took that risk and avoided, as Harry says, competency and went for trying to be an original and a funny voice through that. Yeah, I mean, you can see them when they take the mic out of the stand and put it at the back. That is that is like lesson one of comedy course, you know? When, <laughs> when I started, you know, that many of the acts couldn't even take the mic out of the stand. Literally, they wouldn't know what to do, you know? Whereas now, because they're all comedy course, they've all got this technique and, you know, they've got uh, they've got like the same lines. And obviously, I've watched a lot of comedy over the years, so I can I can see it. Audiences, we also, we don't, you know, just because we're rude to the comedians, we're also rude to the audiences, because audiences are also to blame for the <laughs> terrible standard of comedy, I, in my opinion. And with rats, you call the audiences pigs, right? Yep. Yeah, they are called pigs um, because, like I said, they are to blame for the low standard of comedy because they will literally laugh at competency and rubbish, rubbish stuff. You know, it's like it's become a huge industry comedy, you know, stadiums and, you know, Soho Theatre and all that. They sell out, you know, thousands of thousands of thousands of tickets to thousands upon thousands of pigs who watch it. So, yeah, (laughs) we're trying to change that. Yeah, I was at um, once. I did see a woman with a a snout on. (laughs) Yeah, the, yep. the big pig. Yeah, um, we do encourage audience to dress as pigs. Yeah, so if you are listening to this and you want to come to the um, night, do dress as a pig, and you will and be, do grunt. Yeah, you'll be rewarded. Yeah, but yeah, it's all very like sort of cabaret, you know, sort of yeah, dress them as pigs, call the axe rats, and you know, mm. the sort of like okay. more panto than cabaret. Yeah, I aspire to. Yeah, yeah it's panto. I, yeah. I like the set of it as well. You have kind of like rat traps dangling down in a kind of a weird living room from a horror movie feeling <laughs> just well like, i'm glad yeah. you noticed that that's exactly what we were saying weren't we? we want it to feel like so my character you know on stage is like we want to sort of the audience imagine like actually live in this venue almost <laughs> you know <laughs> this uh, <laughs> strange venue but and also i want to set the rat traps but paul as a as a good producer will not let me do that because <laughs> i'm um, too scared <laughs> to set them up myself yeah um because uh, we see acts walk into them all the time but my dream <laughs> is to see an act like lose an eye as they walk onto stage because <laughs> of one of the rat traps but Paul won't let me do that sadly yeah and also the living room atmosphere and the burning of incense is actually out of necessity due to the fact of the place smells of piss pus and cum really so it's <laughs> that's basically why that's happening wow it is the, I mean I think we can lay claim to the worst smelling venue in London <laughs> I think that's I mean if this is appealing to you <laughs> Me bullying a load of new acts in a room that is the smelliest room in London, then you really must come down to this night. Let's <laughs> get incense. It smells nice. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're working on it, aren't we? We're working on it. I also like how kind of involved um, at the shows that your producer is and, and your sound guy. Um, how did you come to work together as a team? How did you meet each other? How... Yeah, how did that happen? It's a long line of sort of Camden in the 2000s, I suppose. Well, so... Um, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like, me and Paul have been friends for a few years, um, and, and we met, obviously, in The Good Mixer, which is where everyone met in the 90s. And um, then, for whatever reason, Paul ended up producing my stand-up special, actually. And uh, he did such a bad job. I was like, ah, oh, this is the perfect uh, producer <laughs> for rats. <laughs> um, I even turned up pissed after a funeral, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, so... Um, I, yeah, I made a stand-up special a couple of years ago. It's a long, complicated story. Check out my blog for all the details. But basically involved embezzling a Kickstarter, performing it to six people, and then throwing the Masters in Camden Canal. But Paul produced that, and uh, we had <laughs> such fun doing it. We were like, let's set up a business together. <laughs> I don't, the only rule I had for producing was don't do anything that was right. I didn't try to do anything wrong or bad. I just made sure I didn't do anything that was right. 
Yeah, and so so basically, Rats is like the first phase of a TV show that we're producing, and we're just sort of like trying to, you know, I think I think everything's become very commercial, very corporate. You know, like they always send the sitcoms dead, and and I think there's a real scope for like with the internet, like um, independent content. You know, mm. we've got, we. We, we've I do this other podcast called Move Operators where we talk to people who are like producers and directors and all that stuff. And something that keeps coming up is this Web 3.0. And I know it sounds incredibly boring those words leaving out leaving my mouth, but um, apparently Web 3.0 is going to grant all the freedom of the kingdom to us creators and enable us to make content um, and make that make money basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, we're trying to build a unique audience to come and watch rats, and then maybe if they like rats, they'll like Scarecrows, the show we're making, or Raybot, the the platform that we're launching that's going to host like videos and podcasts. And so, you know, I think you know, I think people are crying out for something uh, in a <laughs> piss-stained <laughs> basement in Kings Cross. And uh, I'm very open to people that want an avenue to work through and try to develop things themselves. We're open for that. We're looking for talent as well as got talent that we're going to try and push out yeah well it sounds like you're really really busy can you tell me a bit more about scarecrows sure um so <clears throat> scarecrows was a show that i had a development deal at channel four for uh when i was uh, when i made shambles which is my w- first web series um and they liked that and they said we really like this uh, but you can't make that as is always the way like <laughs> with commissioners uh we, you know how can i put my own stamp on this by getting you to make something else all right fair enough so uh then i uh developed scarecrows made a pilot uh wrote six episodes and this was like a two and a half year period where they paid me no money and then got rid of me at the end of it and uh in in the long cold nights of the pandemic uh and the lockdowns i was like you know what i think i could probably make this myself you know it's been developed by channel four and uh you know it's not going to take millions and millions of pounds to make it why don't we just make it ourselves and then i spoke to paul about it he was like yeah that sounds like a really good well, idea scarecrows is kind of where we first properly first met working together because yes you were directing on it when it was getting developed by channel four um and i came in first because it was a a pilot was being shot sequentially that was going to be ad-libbed but essentially by each actor if they got a plot line so the strong plot line ad-libbed shot sequentially and nobody was allowed to read the plot lines of the stories so no first aid team wanted to do the job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I knew Harry and I liked the whole idea of it. It sounded a bit sort of mental. And yeah, chaotic, so, so I have a technique it. which we're not really supposed to talk about. But like, um, uh, but that was just enough information. But I will have to, pil- you won't be hearing from Paul again. <laughs> he's, uh, he's given away a little bit of my secret recipe. But anyway, yeah, there is a, there is a method that we use and Paul was the producer. Anyway, and so, um, and now we're in um, this stage where we're going to raise some money to make it ourselves. We're working with this wonderful lady called Emma Piet, who is like one of the founders of Soho House, and she knows those of wealthy people with more money than sense and uh and we want more of them so if there's yeah. any wealthy people with no sense come yeah. and meet us yeah 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 come and invest in comedy web 3.0 so and yeah buy so... move as well <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and move yeah but this is what we and want come to move when's, when's your gig oh uh, yeah uh so sorry to interrupt the interview here um but i'm throwing a launch party for the new issue of move on the 23rd of february at the social uh, in central London with bands and DJs and things, and it should be fun. Does it smell a pee there? <laughs> no, <laughs> it smells nicer. <laughs> smells nicer, it's not my kind of venue, sorry. But no, um, I'll be there. Yeah, you know, did you know that I used to run a magazine? No, I didn't. Yeah, uh, I ran The Fix comedy magazine, which is the UK's longest ever nationally distributed comedy magazine. No way. Um, 
sadly no longer with us, but it did last six years until I was sued into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, which that, that ended with me putting on a benefit to raise money for my legal costs and the benefit uh, not selling enough tickets and costing me £2,000. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, it's the only benefit in history that actually bankrupted <laughs> me. Yeah. Oh, we'll launch in one soon. <laughs> I'll do the same. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, so Scarecrows is, is basically, I, you know, I don't really like to talk about the idea as such, mm-hmm. but it's basically like, um, it's about gentrification, setting a sort of like a community in London and the sort of rise of gentrification sort of set in the sort of... Uh, community world mm. so all the people in a community so like police like local people and that sort of stuff and it's yeah it's like a comedy very much in the sort of star style of like something like a mike lee or a Casavitas, that sort of style yeah cool it, it sounds like you have a really long history of uh comedy things what got you into it why why what attracts you to comedy um so loneliness huh? loneliness <laughs> loneliness <laughs> And uh, well, yeah, I just used to. I, I mean, it's a, it's the age old thing that every comedian says. It's like, oh, everyone said I was funny, so I was like, I'll get up on stage. But um, yeah, I guess it's it's pure trauma and misery, and it's that <laughs> is though. If you're if you're good at comedy, it's because you are completely traumatized and miserable, right? And comedy is your lens in which you can like take that trauma and misery and turn it into rats. something. Yeah, turn it into rats or the fix or scarecrows or whatever it is. So, you know, I'm obviously a traumatised, miserable person and the only option was, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, do something I can't do, like work in an office or just try comedy and, you know, and, you know, it's not, it, you know, I've achieved lots of things but it's never brought me any security recognition or... Um... Fantasy or freedom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... You know, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I've all, but I always keep going, you know, and that, but I genuinely believe that um, we're making good stuff, you know. Yeah, um, no, I, I can vouch for rats. I, I went, I've been a few times now and I, I absolutely love it. I think it's brilliant. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's building momentum, you know, um, isn't it? Last week was fun, actually. Oh, I missed last week. Yeah. <laughs> it was slick last week. So it was brilliant, and but also it's it, moving in a way that's brilliant. I've got to be sabotaged as well. Yeah, so, so basically... I kind of just turn up and do whatever, but this week I actually planned something. Did actually, you have a wig this, this week? Uh, excuse me, I don't... Wait, it's my natural hair, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I do wear a wig on stage now, actually. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's pure vanity. I hate being uh, bald. I've, I've just come to... I, I've, I've lived with it for so long now, and I'm like, I just... I've accept, I think... I, but I've never come to terms with it, I'll be honest. Like, it's, it feels so unfair that I'm bald like, I was hoping you'd wear it to here yeah you know what I, I'm sort of torn I, d- I do think I will I think I'm months away from wearing a wig full time <laughs> I have to say I think the stage is just the testing it out um, but it's like it's do I wear the same wig because I went to there's this wig shop um, around the corner from me and they had this bin full of wigs for like uh, like three a wig f- bin yeah wig bin for like three for 30 quid and I I, I, I so I just put, pulled a load out of there but uh, yeah I quite like uh, weirdly one of the ones I pulled out actually looked like Paul's hair which was quite funny <laughs> thank you <laughs> no it did for the lace yeah um, but yeah no I'm not wearing the wig today but it's radio so it doesn't matter so we can pretend I am yeah <laughs> and they won't know any different yeah so what's coming up for Rats what, what shows have you got coming up well we've got Valentine's on Tuesday obviously so that'll be full of lovers Oh yeah, actually, I mean, well, this I, think this, out. I think this show's going out Saturday the nineteenth. 
Oh, that's oh, a shame. So, uh, was... How was the Valentine's yeah. show? <laughs> right, yeah, amazing. It was brilliant. Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, I was going to give your listeners an exclusive deal for Valentine's Day, which was uh, if you're in a couple, we'll charge you double. <laughs> but the benefit being it's a sex on premise well, in you, so it'll be all right. So, well, it's, if this going out on the 19th, we have, so we, we've also, we're, we're diversifying rats. We can exclusively reveal on your podcast. Exclusively. Uh-huh. Exclusively, yeah, exclusively <laughs> reveal on the Moof Magazine podcast that we are diversifying rats, and on the twenty first February we're going to have the first ever rats panel show, which is called Ooh. Big Rat Little Rat, and a basic premise of that is a big rat, i.e., an established comedian, so some famous comedians. We have Mark Silcox, who is in Joe Lycett's Got Your Back and Man Like Mobine. You'll definitely recognise him, and Ross Lee, who is star of The Bubble. Judd Apatow's film and um, The Pranker and Balls of Steel and all that stuff. So they're the captains and they'll be mentoring a couple of little rats, which are open mic comedians. And uh, that'll be on the 21st February. And we have no idea what's going to happen. Are you going to get a, like a, a literal panel down, down there? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Paul, you're the producer. I was just thinking a couple of tables and some yeah, chairs. Yeah, a couple of tables. Just that'll make change from I mean, normal. Yeah, I mean... I don't want to give you too heavy a workload because you do struggle <laughs> with the light workload you have already. I struggle with your sanity. That's what I struggle with. But right. um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's game show layout will be discussed and evolving <laughs> up to the date. Yeah, I think that one's. I think if you're going to come to one of the panel shows, you should come to that one because we, me and uh, Josh, who uh, who's developing it with me, um, kind of have got a rough outline of it. But we we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's like mentor basically. That's the thing. It's like they will will they use the carrot or the stick to sort of mentor the the little rats, you know? And I'll be the host. So yeah, that's that's happening on the twenty first. And then the final. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be really really good. I do as well. And um, then we're building up towards uh, the final on the twenty eighth of March. Ah. Where where it's my least favorite gig of the run to be honest because um, I, I, you've sifted out all the sort of. Acts. Uh, how do you choose your winners? Uh, so it's audience vote, yeah. Um, right, that's it's audience yeah. vote, yeah. It's you can fudge a little bit sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, <laughs> I, I have been known to, uh, you know, go against the audience if I if I don't like who they chose. So I'll, I'll let Hardy tell the story about the, uh, one of the rats that came down with their partner as the only audience member. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So um, so it's audience vote. And uh, often uh, in the early days, Rats was very sparsely attended, but uh, under Paul's tutelage, it's actually improved attendance, which I'm actually kind of against in principle, but, um, it, you know, we need to make some money. But, um, yeah, it is actually getting quite busy and I hate it. But anyway, um, uh, in one of the early uh, Rats, uh, it's audience vote, and the only audience member was uh, one of the Rats' husbands. And one so, of Yeah, and, uh, yeah, sorry, and... Um, Basically, you ca- I call out everyone's name. You give a round of applause for the act you like the most. And when I called out his wife's name, he didn't give her a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't go through to the final. <laughs> so and, and yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where it'll be on Valentine's night as well, hopefully. Yeah. In the past. Yeah, Valentine's was great. It was full of uh, loads of uh, weird single people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Valentine's already happened. So I forgot about that. Yeah. It's the 19th. It's already happened. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, cool. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very um, anything much. Anything more you want to add about rats that we should Well, should just know? it's on every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Uh, what time? Yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, get there for 7.30. Um, also, the thing about the venue, uh, 
is it's it's one of the, it's one of the few independent pubs left in London, you know. So that's really important to us, you know. Yeah. It's independently owned. It's um, it primarily it was a gay venue back in the day, but now it's a bit more. Everyone's welcome there. But it's got. Uh, in fact, if you go there, you can see all the political history mm. on the wall. They've got a photo exhibition and. Um, and now, yeah, so that's really important to us. It's an independent menu because, you know, corporate venues, if they don't give you a chance to develop your night, and they've been really, really supportive. So it's every Tuesday. Follow us on Instagram. We post loads of cool videos and content and memes. And, you know, if any of your listeners <coughs> like, want to make some memes for us, we're always looking for people <laughs> to make memes. So. And also there's a po- podcast called Rat Chat that people should try and give a listen to. There's a whole history of... Um, after show interviews that I've done with audience and with rats. So pigs and rats get together. And oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, as Paul says, after show, we pick the weirdest, wonderful people and uh, we sit down and have a chat with them. And that's called Rat Chat. So when you're not listening to this radio show, you should give Rat <laughs> Chat a listen. Yeah. <laughs> What's the kind of oddest person you've had on Rat Chat? I really like this guy called Manoj, who wasn't a comedian, but was just like, I want to have a go. And he talked about... Um, Sri Lankan politics for five minutes and it was just the funny like you could like this is what that's what I love which is like uh you know everyone else has written like something with the specific aim of it being funny whereas he just went on stage and spoke like unplanned and it was and no one's really topped that for me on a on a funny level you know he was just like hilarious and he's like an internet celebrity and I loved him Manoj and then um there's this crazy Russian woman who was abusive to everyone and uh, and she was really cool. Helen Pryor, you should check her out. She's crazy. But this series, we haven't had any... Like, that guy last week was quite fun. Art, who like, threw all the papers up in the air. But even then, you know... Yeah, the good old thought her boyfriend was a vampire because he ate steak was pretty out there. Too. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's for some reason, it, uh, I think that it, it attracts... It lets, uh, lets people be them, be themselves and say weird things. And, 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 and so, yeah. Yeah, yeah well... Uh, Moof loves it. We love it. It's, it's a great night and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, so thanks for joining me. Paul, you sent me a rat song to play to finish if you want from to the CBB's Christmas Panto. I did put that there, yes. So we're going to finish with Rats Are Great from CBB's. <laughs> CBB's. There you go. That's my top 10 hits. <laughs> thanks, guys. Rats are great. Rats are best. Rats are better than all the rest. Rats